Hi, I'm Tracy. And I'm Norma. And we're Black Girls with Accents. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome my back. Name, my name is Norma. And just a recap from last time, I was born in Suriname and raised in the Netherlands. And I've been in the U.S. for 17 years. And I'm Tracy, and I was born and raised in England, and I've been here in the United States for 33 years. So, on today's episode, we're going to talk about, I guess we're going to give you our origin story, and we're going to talk about growing up black in Europe, and uh, I guess finding our identities. Yes, definitely. So, um... (laughs) Where to start? Where to start? Uh, honestly, I think for me it starts in the teenage years. I I really don't have negative. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like family drama, sure. But if I think about growing up, and anything that had anything to do with my identity, it starts in my teenage years where I'm starting to feel self conscious about. Um, I I don't have a particular self consciousness about my skin color or hair, but. I do realize that, like, my hair is coarse. It, I fall under, I would say, type 4 for anybody that, uh, type 4A, I guess. And um, so I had those aunts that would, like, while combing my hair, you know, mm. like, hit you on the head with the comb and right. complain that it's hard and blah, blah, blah. Right. But I still kind of just took it as them being annoying and, and not necessarily something being super wrong with my hair right but in my teen years that's when i like soon like my hair is not necessarily super full it's right kind of, it, I, I have a lot of fine strands that's what i've noticed right and so when then when it becomes like hairstyles or seeing like whitney houston or janet jackson on tv and like when i'm then thinking like oh i want their hairstyle and then that's when those realizations came i was like oh I, and also not realizing that they're wearing weaves right like a that. funny story about yeah. that yeah <laughs> and i was like oh i can't do those things or my hair doesn't does not grow out super fast right. and um things like that and so then i did start like doing relaxers and those type of things and i feel like even though i was always comfortable wearing my own hair so right. not necessarily like i'm comfortable with my own hair or braids i've right. never felt super comfortable with weaves and definitely not wigs but th- that all started in teenage years and that's where i feel like it it's um and now i'm comfortable wearing it just as right. course with whatever product i use on it washing goes whatever but it started in teenage years that where I started to recognize like, oh, maybe this is not like, oh, this is not cute. Oh, then, or what was perceived cute that I didn't have that. So right. I feel that's where it, where it starts. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. For me, um, I would say probably, I mean, I was lucky to have older sisters who, well, yeah. a particular older sister who was always the, um, I guess the voice of reason, but in a very kind of harsh yeah. Uh, impatient way, right? So, growing up in England in an all you know predominantly white village, not even town, but village. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't really think about race, even though. Yeah. Right. Even though I did hear racial torts and slurs, mm. and we were called blackie. Right. Mm. I mean, to a kid. That's not necessarily that harsh, but it does 
remind you that you're other, that you're different. Yeah. We call blackie, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I can I can remember, you know, the sting of hot tears when someone said blackie in a disparaging way. Mm. A coon was another one. Jungle bunny was another oh one. Yeah. The nigger wasn't really a word that was used, but other racial epithets, spade. Yeah was another one. I think there were quite a few. Definitely. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, there were quite yeah. a few. <laughs> we definitely happy. didn't have, we didn't have nigger and I think they're so happy with it now. They started losing, using uh, it very loosely. Uh, we have to constantly remem- remind people like, I think it's because of hip hop and right, songs. Right, so right, right. It's, it's a cool thing to say. And then you're like, no, remember it's, Right. But it's definitely not something that stinks. The stings. Right, in the same way as other other here. So, yeah, so we, even though we grew up with all of that, the realization is, or the reality is, all my friends were white, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that we, everything that we saw on television was white. Yeah. That Um, was true for us too. When we left the house, right? But then going back home, um, we were very much brought back to the realization that we are Caribbean, Mm -hmm. right? That our parents are Jamaican specifically. And so we had all the traditional, right? Like the, the, the um, bamboo, um, serving tray, Mm -hmm. the velvet map of Jamaica, um, references to Bob Marley and Marcus Garvey and the, you know, the, the, the newspaper, the gleaner, radio, music, obviously. So, you know, that's kind of the classic example of cultural hybridity, right? Existing in between these two cultures, right? Yes, definitely. Um, so, but it was my sister who was constantly reminding us that you're black. And in a very, you know, she I guess she was quite radical because mm-hmm. even though she, she wasn't seduced by any of that, the blonde hair, blue eyes, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. hair, right? So I yeah. think we, many of us grew up with our mop on the head moment or the mm-hmm. long scarf moment and the wanting to have the silky hair like your friends and this is you know in the Caribbean you don't put chemicals in your hair until you at least reach a very late teen mm-hmm. so same for same we, for Suriname yeah we grew up with you know if my sister was in a great mood higgledy we would have neat-ish looking mm-hmm. uh plaits we called them for braids and if she wasn't, then they were just kind of however your head was turned when she decided to do it. Yes. Um, yeah. But we didn't come anywhere close to a weave or a wig or not even like no, long braids we that we have one. today. And you could have your hair perhaps out for special occasions yes. only. Yes, blow out, yes. But that was it. So I would, I would say similar to you, my teenage years was when I really began to sort of wrestle with identity. And my sister, again... Even though her manner was harsh, she was she was kind of that constant reminder that no, you're not white, you're black, you're black, and yeah. and not even defining based on a national identity. Not saying you're Jamaican, yeah, but which for its time is quite avant garde. She's talking about my identity from a racial perspective, and I didn't really get it. I would just think like, oh, shut up. I yeah, I have that with my dad. I my dad is. Yeah, and now thinking back, I really in the moment didn't think so. I didn't realize it. I should say it's quite radical. I think it was. Um, he definitely, our household was very black. He Bob Marley was um, the daily thing for sure. Um, Haile Selassie was on our wall, 
and um, which now makes sense to me because most people had the royals, the Dutch royals on their wall. We did not. We had Haile Selassie. I learned a lot about Ethiopia, even though we didn't. We do not come from that country. Uh, and then um, the way he made our food and um, the things that he valued, we he gave us castor oil to drink once a month like oh, <laughs> there's okay, one of these things that were yeah. like about like health and being and like and my dad is really into healing yourself naturally instead of like western doctrine um so i did not have a problem with my hair because i all i also was obsessed with my brother i'm a year and a half apart with my brother i adored him and my brother felt the need to always tell me that he wanted a brother not a sister so for at least until the age of 10 I wanted everything that he had. So I wore my hair in afros. I wore my hair in, hair in locks. When, so whatever my brother had, I wanted because I wanted him to, I wanted to be the brother that he wanted. Mm. So I think that's why in my younger years, I actually did not have a big thing about looking. I didn't look girly. I just didn't. Even when I look at pictures, I'm like, why did they do this to us? Uh, why did they let me do this? But I, my mom, like begged me not to cut my hair at one point and I was like but I want an afro so most of my pictures are of in me in the afro or uh very unkept twists um I actually posted one of my pictures when it was the whole to do with the H&M girl having the back of her hair out for messy hair mm -hmm. and like all the black people commenting and saying like oh you know they shouldn't have made the picture that way and blah blah and so I posted my picture and surprisingly least likes are from other black people. Ah, <laughs> like it was, a, right, it was liked right, by a lot of people, right. but if I look at who liked it, right. it was definitely not liked. One of my close friends absolutely skipped it all the way. I know she how she feels about it. And I was like, but that's really how I look. The back was always right, like, out. Right. And I was like, and I said, not only because I looked that way, not only because there was no there was no real keep up with my hair when I was 13. Right. And I was just starting getting into that phase of like, oh, wait, this is something I need to right. upkeep and definitely no relaxer in it yet and all that type of stuff. But um, the other part that I felt, <laughs> the other part that I felt was important was that um, there were no... Nowadays, everybody has like YouTube and all these things that they can go to wherever you are in the world and go see how another black person does their hair or does their, um, you know, like it mm -hmm. has these products that you can, I have, I don't remember having any of that. I had Dax, which was a glue. Yes, right. And then pink, pink oil. Right, lusters. The lusters. And those are actually, and oh, and then for a while we had this hairstyle called curly. I don't know what. The jerry curl yeah i think so yeah and then like but then think about how greasy and the amount oh. of like and so when the first thing i got to do with my hair was a curly and then right. it like broke off right yes and then we were doing the teenage stuff where you're like let's make it blonde here right. in the front blah blah and so then it's falling out because you yeah, right, can't handle that yeah. the chemicals uh but there was absolutely no particular product line that I thought worked. If I was going to the store for hair products, I was getting Dax and, and Lester Spain. Right. I would say the same. I mean, I have a funny story you mentioned earlier about the Janet Jackson thing. And I can remember um, shortly after I moved to the U.S., and this is in the late 80s, my, I, my mother uh, allowed me to go and get a Jerry Curl. Yeah. And I wanted Janet Jackson Pleasure Principle 
yeah. You were wispy, uh, you know, shakeable <laughs> <Yes>. hair. <laughs> right. So I remember when I, my mother sent me with the money, she didn't sit, you know, stay with me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was like, I didn't need anyone to stay with me, but um, my mother gave me the money and I went. And I remember telling the woman that I didn't want a firm, I didn't want a tight curl. Mm-hmm. I wanted a loose, <laughs> I wanted a loose curl. Yeah. And the lady kept on saying, are you sure? Because it won't set. And I was yeah. adamant, yes, yes, I'm paying. I want, I mean, I didn't say it that way, but I was like, yes, please, I want a loose curl. And when I left, my hair just looked like wet. Red straight. Yeah, like yeah. a wet dog, like, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was the best thing ever. Oh because, my of course, it was, <laughs> it was shaking. <laughs> And didn't realize what a fool. And my mother, when she saw my head, was so angry that she'd pay, you know, she had given me money. with money. Yeah. And she was like, you know, you march yourself back over there and, and let them do it properly. And of course, the lady was like, I can't because just the it. chemicals. Yeah. And so I was a mess. Let's just say I was a hot mess <laughs> for a couple of weeks. But, you know, you have to think about where this comes from, right? This comes from... Um, uh, images, images, sure. right, yeah. right, and we, the, I mean, Janet Jackson for sure, yeah, was a an image for us. It was five yeah. star, five star in England growing up was our our <laughs> version of my of the Jackson. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of my, all of my um examples of beauty, unfortunately, were, were white. Same for me. Abba was a big oh, one Abba, for me. right. Yeah. yeah. It, or actually, I can say you know, like many black families, we range in many shades. So to mm-hmm. me, my sister was very beautiful because she's she was lighter, yeah, uh, a lot lighter in complexion, and her hair was out and straightened because she was older. Mm. Or we had our cousins who had um, their hair was very thick, but looser in curls, so it 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 could fall, could it could stuff. fall properly, right? The mind just kind of sprang back into a ball their hair could fall and kind of, yeah. you know, shake and move on their necks. But your so, hair is quite full. But as a kid, there was no appreciate, like For a, that, okay. Right? Yeah. Back then, I didn't have the access to the styling tools. Yeah. Nor did I know how to do my hair properly. So or it, it just was like a springy, you know, washing up pad, like a, yeah. not a Brillo, but like a sponge. <laughs> that's, that's right, that's like jugga jugga, we would yeah. say jugga jugga, right? Um, and so we would say yeah. things like, uh, you'd say like, um, you'd call someone like a dry nut, or these oh are, like, God. this is yeah. English language, like dry nut, or you'd say, um, you know, hair looks like a cone, or... So, yeah, so like these white standards of beauty were what we were chasing, and this is also yeah. in part because of the young males who we knew yes, and the yes. preference was the girls with the straighter hair, the girls who were mixed, the girls maybe who yeah, more Indian in their family. Right. So most of my, so we have my dad's side, of the, I'm referring to the dad, my dad's side of the family because we do not have a lot of girls at my mom's side of the family. And so from all the girls, my sister and I are basically the ones with coarse hair. Almost everybody is dogla and or has full coarse hair and and it comes long so no matter if they're dark skin or light skin everybody has a full and we have thin hair not so long and it's coarse so like, well, your version of coarser right because i can yes. see here that your hair is very 
you can wash and go. Yes, I can so wash and go. it's not that kind it's of like right. soft. Because like, that, right. that's, that's the contrast here. Somebody would say, I love your hair. It's, it's, it's so soft and blah, blah. And I'm like, there is not absolutely not one family member that's ever told me that because of the the other versions that we have so much more, which is the dogla and the bigger, mm-hmm. full, looser curl mm-hmm. ones. Um, which is which is really interesting. Um, I um, what I feel that I've learned about that is that I really feel like that mostly came from my family and from my female family members. I I do not feel at first that. It came from any male in my life. I actually have never had a male in my life that has made a comment about my hair, like mm-hmm. a, or like a, like a lover or like mm-hmm. I've never I, not to that extent. But then I have um, friends who do say like that they've had negative comments from men about their hair. Um, but people have mostly seen me in my life with my own hair out. Mm. So I think that might have also made a difference. Like the, like hair-wise, I've not changed except for the fact that it used to be blown out a lot and now I just wear it like this natural right. curls. Um, yes, I feel like that's the, the biggest thing to me is that it would be f- the females in my life, my aunts, that would make like a comment like, oh... Like it would be nice if it, if it was dog loud, like or like or like, the the way they comment on my cousins, like even when we step into rooms and like, oh look how she's so beautiful, oh dog loud, like they'll mention that part often, and I'm like it's really not big of a deal that they like that that one little piece is different, and then I started noticing that my male cousins when they would like choose, women to be with or especially have kids with. It's not necessarily white because we don't have that often. We have we have a couple, but I feel like they go more for black girls than and dogla means the looser curl, softer hair. No, we had white. I mean, yeah, uh, every every male in my family, and I have I have um, four brothers. So all four brothers dated white women, uh, and then if I and included my father. So um, so for me that was the message that was very loud and clear to me. And even in school, right, there were maybe all of two and a half black boys. So two black boys and one who was mixed race. And I was non-existent, really, to them. To them. Unless it was, you know, if they could try to get a cheap feel up or... Um, but I was not um, considered attractive uh, in any way, right, until I came to America. And... and um, I'd say after the after the Jerry Girl debacle, yes, <laughs> I had a couple of relaxes and I was kind of left to my own devices and my hair like broke off many times, and in college, I think right before, um, I think right by the time I got to college, I when I went to college, I put braids in because it was just easier. Mm-hmm. And pretty much that's how most people know me. I don't really wear my own hair out because it just dries. I mean, I have a lot of hair, but it dries out easily. Mm. It's just a lot of work. I can't be bothered. And braids are just easier. They are easier. Um, my signature look probably at this point. And I just, um, I can just get up and go and was working out and a busy lifestyle. I mean, I have no edges left to speak of, but you know, I guess that's the trade-off. And I remember one year I was going to lock my hair. Yeah. Especially after I became quite, um, you know, radical and, yeah. 
you know, went through my Malcolm X phase and all of that. Um, I certainly was paying, you know, much more attention to those who were natural and, mm-hmm. um, and so I was going to put locks in. I was almost sure that I was going to do it, but I always thought to myself, but what if I get bored and then I can't take them out, take right? And so I didn't, and almost everybody that I knew that had locks back then no longer has them. Okay, guys, so we're going to wrap here and actually continue this conversation in the next episode. We hope you enjoy. Thank you.